Good afternoon, Professor Peter Lynham. Are you there? I am here, yes. Yes, and got some delightful stories to tell you today. Ah, yes, so we, we're exploring the world of the occult, uh, which can be found in Shadow Worlds, uh, a locally written book, which looks at the occult in New Zealand, correct? That's right, yes, yes. Though just how occult one could describe Arthur Bentley Worthington is another matter, but he was certainly on the bizarre end of the yeah. spectrum. <laughs> I mean, well, the occult is basically just everything outside, you know, regular conventional religion, correct? Yes. I mean, occult technically means that which is hidden mm-hmm. or or some kind of mystery is associated with them. And I suppose there was a great deal of mystery associated with Arthur Bentley Worthington, but not as people initially expected it. <laughs> mm-hmm. This now- was an... Ex- Extraordinary man, yes. Okay, give us give us a bit of background on Arthur Bentley Worthington. Arthur Bentley Worthington arrived in Christchurch in 1890 uh, with uh, someone who he said, Mary, who he said was his wife, um, and they established a temple of truth in Latimer Square, which if you know Christchurch, it's behind the cathedral and actually that cardboard cathedral is now in Latimer Square. And um, Any remains from this Temple of Truth? Is it still there at all? No, it was bulldozed down 1966. Okay, so it lasted Um, a while though. It lasted a long, well it was a big venue used as a dance hall for many years. Mm. Um, The Temple of Truth, it did not remain for very long. Uh, because in 1893, the true facts about uh, Worthington's background and Mary, his alleged wife's background, came out. Um, and, I mean, in, I don't know what image you have of Christchurch. People often see Christchurch as rather staid and formal and English mm. in its character. Uh, well... In some ways, I think there's probably more ex- religious eccentricity in Christchurch than there were in many other places, possibly because people were reacting against the staidness of the Anglicanism of Christchurch. Okay. Um, so um, when he set his wares up and began um, preaching his mysterious gospel, uh, huge crowds began attending, and he raised the money for a five and a half thousand pounds building a temple, which, I mean, in today's terms, would be very significant money. Mm. Uh, And supposedly had a congregation of of 2,000, which would have made it the largest congregation in New Zealand, I would have thought, uh, in the early 1890s. Um, The the truth of the matter was that Worthington was the classic religious charlatan. So... He posed himself as an inventor of a new religion. In fact, it was a sort of a, a kind of version of Christian science. Now, do you know anything about Christian science? I know nothing about Christian science. Tell so tell me, Christ- Peter Lanham, about Christian science. Yeah, so so briefly, you don't see much of Christian science today, but there's often the the book room. The book room used to be uh, just in um, K Road quite near the Newton Overbridge, um, uh, 
but then moved into well, sort of I don't know roughly where they were digging the tunnel in Albert Street. Um, so I don't know where it's gone from there. Hmm. But it represented a a belief that matter is not real and that the way to overcome illness was to recognize that your bodies are not real and they're only a reflection of the true heavenly body. So therefore you can unthink your sickness. Is this kind of like a Scientology type thing? Uh, well, Scientology owes a certain amount to Christian science. Okay. This is this was very, very big in New Zealand in the 1930s. Mm -hmm. It hadn't arrived in New Zealand at this stage. It's associated with a woman called Mary Baker Eddy, uh, who built up this extraordinary uh, following in Boston. Uh, and American transcendentalism was a kind of fed, fed into it, the notion that see the spiritual and everything. So Christian science, as I say, was pretty came to be quite significant in New Zealand later on. Mm. And in fact, just up from the University of Auckland, if you head up Simon Street, just before the toilets, before you go across the bridge towards the hospital. I know this building. White, yep, I know a, one. A great big white building, which says museum, but has it ever been open as a museum? I'm not <laughs> sure. Uh, I, no, I, I know that there's been various businesses run out of there. You know, like, yes. So that was the Christian Science Building. So at some point, they had lots of money in New Zealand. Mm -hmm. um, they're now very small in New Zealand. Mm. Um, though I have quite a lot of contact with Christian Science people because they run the most extraordinarily good newspaper, the Christian Science Monitor. Okay. Do they, do they have many scientific uh, breakthroughs in Christian Science? Zero. The, the, the science is, is a misunderstanding. They're using science in a way that we wouldn't recognize. Mm -hmm. What they mean by, they mean the science of Christianity, which is the ability to think mind over matter. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's not particularly scientific in the yes. usual uh, way of thinking about it. Yeah. So Worthington had picked up on some of these ideas that were flowing around and was, in fact, for a brief time, quite significant. Oh, I think we've just lost him. Um... Ah, it sounds like we lost Ben Lynham there. Okay, uh, what do we do in this situation? Well, I can pad it out um, where I just go, hey, you're listening to 95BFM. This is The Drive Show. Just about to try and get Peter Lynham back on the phone. Got to find his number first. Um, uh, someone just texted through as well, wondering about uh, Havelock North and the occult down there. We actually covered that last week, so if you go back and listen to <coughs> the podcasts, which are up on the 95BFM website, we should be able to tap into that. Okay, here we go. Let's try Peter again. Ring, ring. Come on, Peter. Exciting and fun <clears throat> listening to live radio like this. Did I lose you there? Yeah, just dropped out, Peter. Sorry. That's all right. Oh, dear. I was just getting, it was juicy. Did you hear about the marriages? Uh, no. Uh, no, 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 no. You were just rewind about so, two minutes. Yep. 
So, oh, I'm sorry about that. The, the, the awful story was that, uh, in fact, Arthur Bentley Worthington was, in fact, Samuel Oakley Crawford, though he had changed his name several times. And between 1868 and 1889, he had probably married nine times, mm. though nobody is quite sure, um, ripping off women and then vanishing and then reappearing and ripping off, uh, marrying and ripping off the next woman. Okay. So all these marriages were bigamous and mm -hmm. so were not legal. Uh, and um, so here in Christchurch, he had brought... The, the latest one, but she was a religious leader in her own right. Yes. And so in an age, remember, of this is very, very early period when the debate on women's um, rights are, uh, are going big in New Zealand, mm -hmm. Mary Plunkett, uh, Mary Worthington, as she presented herself, was in fact a feminist leader. And she preached along with her husband, which is pretty unusual in those days, mm -hmm. and attracted a crowd. And when that marriage began to fragment, she set herself up in the uh, grand house that had been built beside the temple. And there was a complete break between the women followers of the movement and the men followers of the movement mm -hmm. who were at war with each other. Uh, and she changed her name to Mary Magdalene, referring to supposedly the concubine who followed Jesus. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> a bit, bit of a statement. What happened was that a Methodist minister, an independent Methodist minister, got suspicious and sent away to the States and said, D -d here's a photograph of this man. Does this look familiar? Is there any other story that we should know about? And eventually, Pinkerton's detective agency provided them with a dossier of astonishing information about uh, uh, Worthington. And the good citizens of Christchurch had been so gleeful in following them, now looked very stupid indeed. Mm. Hey, Peter, <laughs> if we just rewind about someone saying, don't be ignorant, quantum physics says the same thing. Yes. Which, uh, which would be referring to... Uh, yes, and it is fair to say that Christian science often presents itself as that matter um, matter is only, uh, you know, the, the, the external appearance mm. and that, in fact, uh, you know, attract the attractions that are the essence of, of physics, uh, you know, it isn't really matter. But the difference is that nobody would go from that into saying that you should never have any medication. Mm -hmm. See, Christian scientists would generally, for example, refuse blood transfusions, and um, they would be very, very cautious about any physical treatment yes. for sickness. Mm -hmm. So um, they've taken that notion of the extraordinary character of, you know, think things physical are not always what they see. They've taken it to a real extreme. Mm, mm, mm. Now, did, did Arthur Bentley Worthington have any other sort of crazy, I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, any sort of wild charlatan type stuff that he was hustling to um, attract a crowd oh. that we need to know about? Oh, yes. Well, well, the thing was, he was raising money from the good citizens of Christchurch. First he to build a temple, then to build this mansion for himself. And he was amassing a fortune in money. Mm. 
from the people who were following him. And, you know, this is this had all happened in three years. Where it would have taken him next is an interesting question. There were followers in Auckland um, and, and uh, in a few other places in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. But when the truth was revealed, of course, the numbers began dropping. Not They didn't all desert the ship, but, quite, but a mighty lot of people deserted the ship and wanted their money back. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the Temple of Truth was forced into liquidation, uh, and there was a huge crisis. And he fled uh, in the end after a, a riot outside the, the Temple of Truth, when the, tr- when the stories got around of what had been said. Mm-hmm. Um, there was actually a riot outside the Temple of Truth, and he fled eventually to Tasmania, Uh but came back via Melbourne. And by the way, Tasmania and Melbourne are also places renowned for sort of fringe religions doing well. Um, came back uh, to Christchurch and tried to uh, sort of brazen it out in the later 1890s, but nobody took him seriously. And I found these fascinating letters when I was doing some research on, on, on Worthington of uh, the the government desperately trying to get the American consul to think that he should be taken back to America and sentenced for bigamy. Mm -hmm. Um, But the Americans were not interested. Uh, You know, they were quite happy for for the the swindler to do his work to the New Zealanders and protect their citizens. So, I mean, it's a very interesting story because it does tell us that naivety in religion is incredibly common. But the other thing is that um, I happen to own a copy of Worthington produced volume one of what was presumably planned to be a multi-volume series of his sermons. Is this an incredibly collectible document? Uh, Yes, it is. It is indeed. I have one of the few copies. And (laughs) it's, it's... very delightful. Uh, in fact, I'll just wander to the other end of the house and pick it off the shelf um, because it's it's got a lovely, lovely um, tribute to to his would-be wife, uh, Mary Plunkett, Mary, Mary Worthington. Uh, and it says, if I can see it in the shelf, looking for a very tangled book. No, it's, it's it's behind a pile of crash helmets, bicycle crash helmets. So I'll, <laughs> but um, it, it's it, the dedication I can roughly remember. It says, to her who drew me from a world of sin and established me on the deep goals of life, to my companion, my darling, my wife. Mary Plunkett. Oh. Of course, the, the sad fact was that there was a certain amount of exaggeration in this story. <laughs> I, it's interesting, you know, as I say, the gullibility of people yes. that follow things like this. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, there's, I guess there's always a market for it, right? You know, there are always people out there like, searching, looking for something And else. I think, you know, the, the, the point that Shadow Worlds makes is that... You know, if you're possessed of some secret knowledge that you know something about the world that everybody else doesn't, mm-hmm. then you have an incredible feeling of significance. Mm. And so I think the followers of Worthington felt like they had something so precious 
Yes. That they should reward Worthington with everything they could possibly uh, give them. Of course, yes. That makes sense. Fantastic. So be warned. Hey, be warned. Hey, Peter, another fantastic edition of uh, That's the Spirit. We'll look forward to chatting with you next Monday. Indeed. Hey. See you then. Oh, 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 oh.